0: Welcome back to the Georgia Sports Network. I am your host John Gresham, and today we are talking about the Falcons. Um, it was a good game, bad game uh, with the Buccaneers. Um, ended up with a loss, uh, and then the UGA uh, domination uh, against South Carolina um, had, some, had 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 some predictions come true in that game. Actually, I had some predictions come true kind of in both games. Um, and then we'll also be going over uh, Georgia Tech, unfortunately losing in a pretty good game um, outside of the offense um, or lack thereof uh, with the Clemson Tigers. So we'll be going over that. And then we'll be talking about the Braves and what they did over the weekend and, um, and, the, and the lead they have in the NL East. So stay tuned. First, let, we're going to start off with the Falcons. Um, week two. Uh, we had Tampa Bay, um, at Tampa Bay, it was a, it was a tough assignment. Um, I mean, we just, we knew going in kind of that we didn't really stand a chance. It turned into a blowout. The score really isn't indicative of of how, I want to say, good the game was. I mean, good by score means. I mean, it was, um, let's see, I've actually got the the play-by-play pulled up right here. So, in, let's see. It didn't really start getting out of hand until the fourth quarter. If you guys remember, it was 25 to 28, and then they they um, scored a touchdown off of a three and out from us. So it was a pretty good game for the most part, but, I mean, we weren't really playing that well. Um, I mean, we, we played certainly better than last week, and that's why we were able to compete. And that actually looked pretty good, even as untalented as we looked. Like, I mean, we looked better than last week, but we still don't – we still don't look like top notch. Like we don't look cohesive. Um, we don't look like we're, uh, you know, everybody's on the right assignment. And we still we were competing for three and a half quarters at least. Um, so it was overall it was an okay game. Um, so let's let's just go through a recap real quick, and then we'll go through um, my top five players and my bottom five players, uh, and then we'll go the good, the bad, and the ugly. So. For recap, so you started off. They they kind of drove down the field and got a touchdown right off the bat. Um, we punted, and it kind of goes back and forth for a second, and then it, two touchdowns, both teams right off, um, right, right right back to back. Um, and then again, like I said, it was it was a good game. We were kind of going back and forth. You had some uh, you had some touchdowns, field goals here and there, whatever, and then uh, you had a halftime. And actually to start off quarter three, um, we threw an interception. Um, So not a great start. They ended up scoring off that. We actually responded with two touchdowns right back to back um, after a three and out. It was, we were actually coming back, which was (laughs) something that I never expected to see in this game. Um, But it it ultimately, it it faltered for the most part. Um, I mean, it did falter. we, we scored that touchdown to make it 25-28. Um, and then we actually forced uh, – it wasn't a three and out, but seven plays. And then we got the ball back and offense just three and out. No no, no movement, six yards. Um, six yards total on the drive. So just overall not, not playing well in between probably about midway through the second quarter to about – uh, well probably about probably about the beginning of the fourth or i'm sorry i'm sorry no i'm sorry we played well we played terrible in the first we played pretty good in the second and third and then the fourth we played terrible fourth we played really badly um we threw two pick six well matt ryan threw two pick sixes um in the fourth quarter to pretty much seal the game up uh other literally i think in the fourth quarter we only threw we we only threw touchdowns to them. Um, I'm pretty positive because here's our last touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So, so so we threw two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they were both to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's good. That's a that's a good way to end a game. Um, I, I I just we looked like I said. You know, I understood the first quarter coming out slow. You know, you just you know kind of getting things back in order. And plus, you, you, you're kind of recovered from that, from that last um, game. And really, the only reason I say I understand it is because eventually they they turned it on. Like, so you come out slow because of your loss, and and you, you're you're coming out slow because you weren't playing well last week. Okay, I got it. Well, you came back second quarter and third quarter, scored twenty five points, and then to end the game, you score fourteen points for the other team on offense. <laughs> your offense scores 14 points for the other team. It's, it's insane. And, you know, I don't want to put it on Matt Ryan that we didn't lose that game because of Matt Ryan. There was, uh, there was some, some bad, so there was some bad play calling. um, But, and the defense obviously didn't play great. I mean, 48 points. uh, They scored literally a touchdown every quarter. So um, it, it, it's not all on map, but those were, those are crucial, crucial mistakes. Um, and and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, again, it wasn't the score. The score isn't indicative of what happened in the game. If you didn't get to watch the game, I implore you to go watch it. The second and third quarter were actually pretty good. So if you can watch the second and third quarter might give you an idea of what the Falcons should look like (laughs) if we play well. Um, so, just kind of going over it, basically just, just, we, 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 we came out strong in the first quarter. We, we had some, we had some better play calling. Uh, the pass rush was actually there. We sacked Brady. Um, I believe it was in the first or second quarter. I can't remember um, the line offensive line looked a lot better the whole game. Honestly. Uh, I mean, we still had some, some, uh, some sacks and, and some QB hurries and, and hits, but it was much better. Jalen Mayfield had a better game. So, um, you know, not not terrible for, for the offensive line. I actually got two offensive linemen in my top five uh tonight uh today. So it, it was and we actually were running the ball pretty well. Cordero Patterson again was featured pretty heavily and looked pretty good. Um and we made adjustments after the half, but we just kept making dumb mistakes. Um fell apart in the fourth with the with the two pick sixes. That was that was bad. Uh, the only highlight of of um, the fourth quarter was Deion Jones got his first sack. So, Um, and and speaking of Deion Jones, let's, let's move to our top and bottom five. So top five, um, I've got Cordero Patterson coming in with seven carries, 11 yards and a touchdown, six targets, five receptions, 58 yards and another touchdown. So man had two touchdowns on the day. I'm going to have to give him the top player. Um, I mean, he was, he was half of the offense. He scored half over half of our points, so or almost half of our points. Um, well, no, actually, technically, let's see, six twelve, yeah, yeah. So, so almost half of our points. Um, and uh, you know, he's looked. He's just been looking good. I mean, he looked good week one. I mean, again, seven carries, eleven yards. Obviously, not a great average. Um, and then plus, plus his longest was a ten yarder. So, um, you know, it it it's it's not great, but he's he's clearly. He's clearly useful and he's clearly a good athlete. We knew that. I think everybody knew that coming in, but now he's, he's really showing it and we're putting him to good use. Like again, he's not, he's, he's getting 11 yards, you know, but he got seven carries. So, and, and six and six targets and five receptions. So, I mean, he, we're trying to get him the ball and it is smart. And I, and he kept us in the game. So again, top player, um, and then again, like I said, my off- offensive lineman. I got two offensive linemen um, for for my number two spot: Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. Um, just another good day blocking. They they uh, I want to say Caleb McGarry was in the top um, was in the top five last week. I know Lindstrom was, but uh, I think McGarry was in the top five. Um, I know you guys didn't get to hear that, but I think he was. Um, and then my number coming in at number three spot. Um, Not surprising. Calvin Ridley, seven receptions, 63 yards, one touchdown. The only reason I put the lineman in front of him um, was it was it was Calvin Ridley's first game finally showing himself. Um, So I I gave the lineman a little bump up above him today uh, for this game. But again, you could switch them in and out. It wouldn't matter. Um, Seven receptions, 63 yards and a touchdown. Good game for him. Um, he looked strong. He had the, the touchdown catch was really nice coming across the middle um, middle of the field like that. Um, and, 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 and I think the, I think there's the corner kind of came over his, his back to try to block, uh, to try to um, deflect the pass. So, you know, just good, showing that good strength showing kind of his all around ability that he has. I mean, he he's got the speed and he's got the, um the explosiveness but he's also got that strength that he can go up and get any ball that's thrown his way so um you know just kind of showing that off uh, like we want like we've been wanting to see um and number four finally finally i mean i know it's only game two but still i i was wanting to see him i know he he got i think he got five receptions last week as well um i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna look that up right now um but i think um he just he what it didn't seem like there were really like I, when I actually was talking about it on our last podcast, I, I was telling uh, Wes that it just didn't seem like we were getting him plays that were designed to go to him. And I, I'm speaking about Kyle Pitts. He um, had five receptions, 73 yards, uh, no touchdowns. I think they actually targeted him in the red zone, in the end zone. I could be wrong um again i don't i don't 100 remember the game but um you know he uh, uh so last week he had four receptions for 31 yards so again like just not you know they they. i don't know how much they targeted him i think they targeted him six times so you know they were trying to get him involved but they again like i said they just didn't seem to have any plays that were really designed for him um you know i didn't see and i don't i don't remember seeing one um this sunday uh but I you've got to you've got to get him outside and, and running screens like I think that's one of the big things that I think would be good for him um, and I'm not sure if we saw that last week or I mean this past Sunday or not but I know we didn't see it last week but um, so so he comes in finally in the top five um, and hopefully we'll hang out in the top five for the rest of the year um and then also again another guy that hopefully will hang out in the top five Deion jones who like i said he got his first sack he had four tackles two solo tackles um and a sack nothing crazy not a crazy game but again (laughs) unfortunately not a whole lot of people really even had a crazy game um or or had a good enough game to be featured on here so um and the only honorable mention would be aj terrell um i'm i missed i missed when he went out i missed like the second quarter I think was when he went out and I missed most of that quarter. So I think he came out in the second quarter. He was playing pretty well. I think he had like two or three pass defenses. Um, and he was really locking down whoever he was, he was up against. So uh, unfortunately he went out with uh, I believe a concussion. So unfortunately, hopefully we get him back. Hopefully it's just a, a mild concussion and we'll, we'll see him back next Sunday, but uh, moving on from the top five, To the uh lesser side of the coin um bottom five to start we've got Jalen Mayfield and I've got a dog barking um all right we're back we got uh had had a garbage man showing up so my dog had to let everybody know um so anyways um going into our bottom five um unfortunately starting off at now this is going to be going from like top down so you know Jalen may jaylen mayfield is, is the first guy i'm going to talk about but he's not the worst he's the fifth best out of the worst um jaylen maybe I, I put him at the top because he actually did improve this week now he was in the bottom five last week he had a terrible game last week um but he did improve he looked a lot better he had a pretty decent he had pretty decent um um a pretty decent game in run blocking he he had he had really good run blocking um still not not bad on on pass blocking but he I think he even gave up a sack um i know he gave up a couple of hurries and even a couple of hits so you know not a great game obviously but improvement is what you're wanting to see out of him right now especially being that he's a lineman and he's a rookie he's he's next to a center. Who's not a veteran. Um, he, he doesn't have experience really around him, except in McGarry and Lindstrom. So you got to deal with what you're going to deal with com- coming out of Mayfield. But again, like I said, he did improve. So looking to to see him improve coming up next week. Um, Matt Ryan um, coming in at number four um just man he had a good game uh, up until the fourth quarter I mean he was not um, he was not playing badly he he was he was throwing the ball around he was he was dishing it to multiple people um, we were running the ball pretty well but he those those two crucial pick sixes to me just really, um really put him in the bottom um I just that was just not that was not a good dec- Neither one of those are good decisions um obviously but I just he didn't look in the fourth quarter which normally we know we call him Matty Ice that's normally his quarter you know that's when he's supposed to be good and he just wasn't um he ended up with a QBR of thirty six point five. So, um, I mean, that's 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 not good. That's not good when you're your quarterback. You're paying. Uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, I got it written down right here. It is we're paying him. Oh, I missed it. Uh, I believe twenty six million this year. Oh yeah, twenty six point nine million dollars. So you're paying this man $26.9 million to get you a 36.5 QB rating. So not very good. Um, but, again, with, with all these players, we've got the Giants coming up. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some bounce back. Um, Hayden Hurst, one reception, six yards. Uh, he's coming in at number three. Bad, bad blocking day, too. Um, but, but one reception, six yards, which is – I wouldn't say the primary reason we have him here – but he's supposed to be a good, you know, catching tight end. So a little surprising that he's only coming out with one reception for six yards. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't have his stats pulled up. Um, oh yes, I do. Um, his, his, he's, he's got two, he's got five receptions, five targets for 34 yards on the year, no touchdowns. Um, just not, Not really doing that hot now. I know again he's the backup to to Kyle Pitts. I got it, um, but again, one reception, six yards, and he had a bad blocking day. Like if you're the backup tight end to Kyle Pitts, you either need to be pulling in you know four receptions for fifty yards, or well maybe not four seven you know three receptions, twenty yards, and you know some some crucial catches like uh, Lee Lee Smith. Like he had that he had that nice catch to get that first down. You know, making catches like that, like everyone will notice that, and they will You, if that reception for six yards would have been, you know, uh, the uh, the fourth quarter with uh, on a third and a uh, third and five, um, you know, okay, you know, I, I probably wouldn't put you on here, but again, you're making one reception for six yards. You're not having a good blocking day. Sorry, I got to put you on here. Um, now going to the defense. These are our two worst. Um, Persons will say Um, Jonathan Bullard one tackle um, three total tackles for the year one solo tackle um, on the year it's not not doing well um, for I think he's like he's a fifth year so he's just not really playing up to what we expected him to play Um, but again we got the Giants so that offensive line's a bit shaky, so maybe Jonathan Buller can take advantage of it and get to the QB a little bit. Um, and then, uh, of course, coming in at the bottom is going to have to be. Now, this is a whole group of people, but it's going to be the secondary. Um, just n- this, this actually primarily stems from the fact that they don't have any any interceptions on the year. Um, you know, if it was just one, like at least one, like at least one um, we, we, we should have at least one interception. I would think by now, um, you know, you played, you played a rookie, basically QB and Jalen hurts. Um, and, and, you know, I got it, you know, the next week you had Tom Brady. So that's why I say you should at least have one, you should have got one at least against Jalen hurts. Um, now I know Terrell, you play, he played that game. He did not really play this game. So I'm technically excluding him, but he did play last week, but, if if you heard our conversation last week, he did hold his his player down um, eleven yards and thirty nine coverage plays last week for for AJ Terrell. So I will exclude him from this secondary um, being the worst uh, player, so to speak, uh, this past Sunday. But no interceptions on the year—that's just inexcusable. We we need to get that we need to get that fixed. Um, all right. So moving on to our next segment: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now all these segments are going to be hopefully. For the most, Well, not hopefully, but for, for the time being are going to be the segments. We're going to do top five players, bottom five players, and then we're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly um, for basically all the football teams. So we'll do Falcons, Bulldogs, and Tech. Um, and then when we talk about the Braves or United or Hawks, we'll start to get a little bit different. We still really haven't really – we're not really talking about the Braves right now too much because we're not in playoffs. Once we get to playoffs, We'll talk more about the Braves. And then when we come back around and we get into like, you know, summer um, and spring and stuff, or well, summer and like the beginnings of fall, you know, before football starts, that's when we'll really dive deep into the Braves Um, and a little bit, a little bit of the Cubs because, because i is a Cubs fan. So, so we'll we'll give, we'll get, we'll talk a little bit about the Cubs, but um, anyways, moving on the good, the bad and the ugly Falcons, Tampa Bay, um, the good Patterson is producing. Um, I mean, you, you just have to like, that's just, that's always good. When you get a player like that, where, um, you know, he's been in the league for a while and you know, you, 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 we, when we brought him over, I wasn't expecting him to be anything special. I mean, he's just, he's been, like I say, been here for a little while. He's been kind of in between a lot of teams. So, you know, I didn't expect a whole, whole lot out of him. He's actually, I mean, he's damn near fantasy. I mean, he, there are going to be, I'd say probably 50% of fantasy leagues next week. will be starting Patterson. I'm going to make that call right now. And I may be, I may be lowballing it. Honestly, I don't know, but I have a high feeling that, that Patterson Cordell Patterson will be started in many, many fantasy leagues next week. Um, just because he's so useful behind behind Matt Ryan and beside Matt Ryan um, they can use him in any way so it is good to see him producing um again uh moving on with the good or another good um we we got Pitts Ridley and Gage um involved um Calvin Ridley uh got involved what well, really got involved this week like we talked about seven receptions 63 yards and a touchdown um, Kyle Pitts obviously, like again, like we talked about, got more involved. Five receptions for seventy-three yards. And Russell Gage actually got involved this week. Five receptions, only twenty-eight yards, but he did have five receptions. I believe he had seven targets. Um. Oh, hold on. Actually, it's right there. Yeah, he had seven targets. So, um, not not a great game in terms of yardage. Probably not a great game in terms of fantasy. But, um, in terms of what we wanted to see progressively coming from game one to game two. Not bad. Wish he would have got more yards, a couple more deep shots maybe. Um, but it is what it is. We got him, we've got him moving in the right direction, which is good. Um, the bad. So the pass rush, it was there at first, but then it fell off and it went away. Um, I think we ended up with one sack. I'm, I'm coming to check. Now, we did, we did get a fumble, um, but I'm pretty positive. Oh no, we did. We did get three sacks. So, but I think if I remember correctly those were early on in the game. Um, But again, like I, I, I'm not saying that the pass rush isn't there, but last week, it wasn't there at all. Dante Fowler got a sack this week, which is great to see Deion Jones. Got a sack this week, which is great to see. But this is also against Tom Brady. Um, which I mean you can look at that one way or the other. Tom Brady doesn't get sacked that much because he he does get the ball out fast, or Tom Brady does get sacked because he's kind of slow. Um, but he's got a good offensive line right now. So I mean, three sacks is not bad. Um, but we have to get better. Um, it is primarily what I'm getting at is it was a very good increase from, from last week to this week. Um, But we have to see um, all all of our defensive ends and and Deion Jones, obviously he got his sack, which is great, but Grady Jarrett, get back there. Um, Dante Fowler, he got his sack this week, which is great to see. Um, But it, again, like I said, I, I know two of them were early. So it kind of went away there for the rest of the game, and we didn't really see it. So, I have my doubts about the the pass rush right now. Hopefully, it gets better next week with the Giants, but we'll see. Um, and also, we'll be missing AJ Terrell possibly this week. So, um, and who knows how long? Because it's a concussion. He could be out for a couple of weeks. But um, if if with it being a concussion, I would count on him basically being out for for next week. Um, all right, the ugly. RO line is sketchy at best with a QB who is 36 years old that we pay again 26.9 million dollars for with more set to be paid in 2022. So if you're if 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 you're gonna pay somebody that much money, you pro- probably want to protect it pretty well. Now I know we have a lot of injuries um on the offensive line, particularly Jalen Mayfield's position, but it's still it's still there the problem still exists um but hopefully our injuries come back soon um i don't have any updates on the injuries actually um and so i don't know when they'll be coming back but hopefully we'll see them soon and hopefully we'll uh we'll be protecting Matt ryan a lot better um and something i noticed that was not good the unit cohesion does not look to be there. There was a lot of poor communication that I noticed between Matt Ryan and the co- uh, Arthur Smith. There was um, poor communication that I noticed between um, Matt Ryan and his receivers. There was poor communication on defense. Um, we were calling some timeouts and weird times because we just, we didn't have the right personnel on the field, this, that, or the other. Um, so just, it, Dean pease and Dave Ragon, Ragone, I think you is that how you say it? I can't remember. Um you gotta you gotta say it, you you have to you have to get together with um with your with your guys, you know, especially Matt Ryan um and Dion Jones or or actually maybe a Luicon, um, and just and and make sure that we understand what's going on. Now, someone alluded to the fact that it may have actually been like really technology or technological errors with um, actual helmet radios and stuff. So I'm not 100% sure. To me, it just looked like poor communication between person to person. But I could be wrong. Um, so hopefully that improves next week. Um, against, again, like I said, uh, before, we're going we're taking on the Giants. Um, the Giants, another not-so-great team. 0-2 starting off. Um, Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay are arguing on the sideline um his best receiver is is sterling Shepard, um which i'm sure some of you fantasy gurus out there are are loving that but um so this is a really good chance to right the ship and get things right but we'll talk more about that on thursday when we do our preview episode so let's recap the Georgia Bulldogs who are three and O and sitting at number two and trying to claim a number one spot. We'll see, but they are sitting at number two week three, they had South Carolina and we, uh, and they win 40 to 13, a pretty good handle on South Carolina. They had some late garbage points. Um, we kind of let our foot off the gas. We also made, a really weird decision um in the first quarter or maybe it was i think it was the first um and then um we we uh we we just we dominated i don't I actually don't know where i was going with that i lost my train of thought there for a second um so just going into uh the recap you've got starting off um i mean we we started the game off first drive Six plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown. So, already off to a hot start. Um, We give up a field goal, come back, and respond with a touchdown. Um, We were just – we were playing really, really well. Um, Got them to punt. um, Got the ball back up 14-3. to We've scored two touchdowns on our last two drives. And Jake Daniels – I mean, Jake Daniels – JT – Daniels is seven for seven. And for some reason, I don't really know why Kirby smart brings in Stetson Bennett. Now I'm not saying that Stetson Bennett doesn't necessarily deserve to be out there and playing football. Absolutely. I think he could start on our team, but not over JT Daniels. Um, and for some reason, I, I assume because, you know, he felt, okay, we're up 14-3. We look really good. Let's screw it all up and throw Stetson Bennett in it. No, I mean, I'm joking, but like, I mean, I guess he thought, you know, we're up 14-3, look really good. Let me see if I can put Stetson Bennett in there. And if we continue to look good, then maybe I can have a two QB system. Maybe, um, maybe I don't, necessarily need to worry about who my starting QB is I don't know really what he was looking for to be honest with you I can't understand it for for nothing but if you didn't see the game like I said we had the two touchdowns when they they responded with a field goal after the first touchdown there and then we got them to punt after the second touchdown and we get the ball back they bring Stetson Bennett in this is in the first quarter we just started run with Zamir. Zamir White pick up 13 yards and then Stetson Bennett throws an interception. I just, I didn't understand why you brought Stetson Bennett in. I mean, if you thought he was going to be the starting QB or if you thought he could be, then why wouldn't you have just started him? Or if that's how you were going to play it, where you were going to say, okay, I'm going to wait until we get a lead on South Carolina and then, you know, maybe in the second or third quarter, right after halftime, right before halftime, I'll start throwing Stetson a minute in and let him get some reps, basically get him half a game of reps and see, okay, who performed better? You're the starting QB. Okay, but he but it did it in the first quarter. I didn't understand it. Threw an interception, did not pan out well. Luckily, defense was stifling. They have been incredible stop they they returned that interception for 35 yards to our 12 yard line at 12 yards score touchdown four plays 12 yards they kicked the field goal okay that's 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 good I don't care who you're playing that's good defense and I believe oh no that was when that was when Luke Doty had come in so if you again if you didn't see the game doty came in um with six fifty six left to play in the first um and so we didn't even we didn't play uh their starting uh q b um uh can't remember his name now why, why, why can't i think of his name um zeb nolan um so he was their original starting q b um uh, and then we ended up facing doty basically the whole game or well actually the whole game um Pretty much. I mean, he would, I think like I said he came in six fifty-six left to play in the first. So three and a half quarters. Um, oh, and I do want to go back. So I I remember I if I said him in the first podcast, I said, We need to get we need to get Bowers involved. I mean, the man the man ran the second fastest ball carry. He was the second fast ball carrier last week. So, you know, you gotta get him involved. Got him involved first play. Um the other thing I said. We're gonna have to run the ball to the outside and then to, to soften up that, that middle front seven that they have and then run the ball um, run the ball in the middle with, with Zeus second play was Zeus up the middle they were running James Cook on the outside and after that James Cook ended up scoring on the first drive someone I said that needed to be involved someone I said that I mean a lot of people said that that, that he needed to be involved but um, just it was it was it was funny to see that 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 the things I I was saying needed to be done. I mean, they did them and it worked. I mean, it really did. I mean, we, we handled them pretty well. Um, we were, and it actually turned into something I did not foresee, which was us taking successful deep shots, um, without our starting receivers. I mean, we don't have Dominic Blaylock who supposedly is coming back this week. So, um, you know, we, we've got, um, we've got some really good receivers, um, even now, even with, with Blaylock out. So, um, nothing, nothing too worrisome there. Um, anyways, so after all that, um, a minute comes in, trust the interception. Um, they actually, they kick field goal. We go back, back to back punts, for both teams, and then, uh, touchdown. Uh, we actually end up getting a safety, um, at at right before the end of half. Um, And then again, like I said, the the game, we we pretty much take over from there. Second half is just, uh, they start off with an interception and and a fumble. Um, We scored twice because of those. uh, And then they punt. Uh, I mean, it was just, it really wasn't a great game. Um, They got some garbage time points. Uh, Well, they got got garbage time touchdown. which sucks because that was actually the first touchdown the defense has given up, but we, we, we won't count it. We won't count it. Um, but the main thing about all of these, all the scoring that we did was Pod Lesney got on track. Now, if you remember me talking about last week, I actually was putting him on my little, um, my, my top players list because I was thinking that he was kicking well, because he, I, I actually put him on there because um I was reading something and they had listed him and Kamarta as someone that they were um giving praise to because um because how good they've been playing. And I didn't realize that they were saying they were only praising um Pod Lesney because he won the Ray Guy Award. I when I read it, I was like, Well, I thought Pod Lesney and missed a few. But I was like, Well, I'll you know, I didn't I didn't read I, didn't, I I just was writing it down and I just wrote it down with cuz I did actually want to say something about Kamara so I just kind of wrote it down and um and when I said it I was like wait a minute um but yeah he did get on track this week so that was um that was good to see uh and then um I actually got to look this up cuz I wrote it down but I'm not even sure if this is his actual name cuz I may have I may have um spelled it wrong but there is a guy um i'm trying to uh yeah oh wait Vanderbosch yeah Vanderbosch i think maybe i'm not sure i, I barely caught a glimpse of his of his name and i tried to write it down really quick i did it, my handwriting is really bad so i'll have to look at the i'll have to go through the whole roster while I while I talk about him. Um but anyways, if you didn't see him, he uh oh maybe it was Vander B- Vandergriff. No, he's he didn't have what I'm looking for. Anyways, it was this he had some long blonde hair. I just wanted to call him out because that was he had some beautiful blonde locks going on. Um that got caught on on camera. I can't remember what core it was, but he had some nice long Long blonde hair. I was like, oh nice dude. Just growing it out. Just throw that ponytail up. Throw that throw it in a throw it in that good old man bun. I was like, damn, he had it hanging out the helmet and everything. Looking like uh oh, what's his name? <laughs> what uh he played for the Packers. Oh man. I can't remember his name now. Anyways, top five players. <laughs> um James Cook Sr. Obviously, and um so i I, I wrote down I'm gonna every every time I do the top players for, and, and bottom five, I'm gonna be doing the um the class that they're in because like it it was really tough to find out that the bottom five players were all seniors um for this week. So not good. But let's start with the top five. So top five, James Cook was a senior, four carries, 51 yards and touchdown, four receptions, 20 yards and touchdown. Awesome to see. I said he needed to get involved. Um, I said it was important that We get him to the outside, and that's exactly what they did. Got him involved. Got him on the outside. Got him the ball um, in both ways. Um, Got him two touchdowns. JT Daniels, um, 23 for 31, 303 yards, three touchdowns and INT. Obviously, um, you know, just just another day at the office for JT, and that's exactly what you want to see. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see the INT, but a three-to-one ratio is not bad. Um, Nolan Smith. Um, he was everywhere yesterday. Eight total tackles, five solos, one and a half sack, um, Just, just all over the field. Something you, you you love to see, especially when you've got someone like um, Nikhil Dean to pair with him. That's gonna be that's gonna be deadly. Um, uh, freshman receiver Adoni Mitchell, four receptions, seventy-seven yards, and one touch. I think I said his, his first name right. Adoni Adone, maybe. Uh, four receptions, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. Um, just a, a, a good game, you know. Nothing. Obviously, a little juiced. One of those catches, I believe, was, ooh, excuse me, was a was a thirty-pluser. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, let me see. I've actually got his um, got his thing pulled up right here. It is. He had. His longest catch was, yeah, 38. So, you know, a little padded there. But, I mean, still, uh, you know, you, you it, it's the things you want to see. Because I, I believe that 38 was a, was a touchdown. I believe him and, and Burton, um, who is actually next, sophomore, three receptions, 70 yards, and touchdown. He called a 43-yard touchdown. Um, really deep pass, really nice pass um, from JT Daniels. So those are our top five. Bottom five players, strong safety, Christopher Smith, one total tackle. Um, just as a strong safety, your purpose is is tackling. So, um, you know, just wanted, you want to see more tackles for him. Um, money position, if you don't know what the money is, it's kind of like a hybrid linebacker. Um, kind of built to, to kind of do both things, play the pass and the run. Quay um, Walker, one total tackle, one assist. Uh, just no, nothing in the pass game, uh, and, and then only the one tackle and one assist. It's just not that, um, not that good. Uh, quarterback, cornerback, Amir Speed. This man, Now we're going to talk about the secondary later. This man got burned multiple times. Um, I think there was only like two completed passes on a deep guy that was, that was, that had burned him, but there were multiple that should have been. Um, And then running back Kendall Milton, um, 10 carries, 66 yards, not bad there, one reception, four yards, and then one fumble lost. Um, just, you know, the one fumble, uh, he, he touched the ball 10 times. I mean, 66 yards is not bad. Don't get me wrong. That's 6.6 yards of carry but you just want to see maybe him break one of those runs, you know, maybe get 10 carries for like 80 yards, something like that. And, and maybe that's asking a lot, but again, I go back to the one reception four yards and then the fumble loss. I mean, those two things alone. Um, now again, that's what he's not at the bottom and maybe should have put him above a mere speed because of a mere speed. If it weren't for Doty's inability to hit the deep ball, a mere speed would have cost us the game probably. I mean, I'm talking bad. Um, Stetson Bennett coming in last, one for three, four yards in the 90s. Sorry, buddy. Um, I know you had a big game last week. Actually, you were on my love list, or my my I think you were on my my top, my top five list, but this week, sorry, man, that uh unfortunately you tumbled, tumbled really far. Um, so moving on to our next segment: the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, a lot of good, obviously. Um, but we're only gonna touch on a few things, the main things that I noticed. Uh, the good, the one of the good things, we got the guys we needed to involve, um, and we had a good and well executed game plan. Now, maybe I'm, you know, kind of blowing my own head up here because I kind of had a had a, some of those ideas that they, but I mean, it it's nothing, it's nothing. Nobody knew. Like that's why I said it. It's it's, it's I, I didn't say anything that nobody else wasn't or. or I didn't say the things that somebody else wasn't saying. Yeah. I think That's right. Um, you know, I, 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 there were plenty of people that were saying the things that I was saying, I was just wording them differently or, 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 or you know, putting them, uh, I, I did and the Brock Bowers thing. Um, I mean, I, not a lot of people were actually saying the game involved in me. I think everybody kind of thought that was more of a fluke. Um, but I mean, we, we saw that it really wasn't, um, I mean, he ended up with five receptions, 53 yards. Now, of course, no touchdown, but he's not – well, I think his touchdowns are going to have to come from, you know, breaking tackles and kind of getting into the end zone from, from outside the red zone. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of red zone targets for him because I, I, I really think we're going to be running the ball a lot in the red zone. Oh, man, that's just what we do. So don't count on him getting too many touchdowns, but, you know, five receptions, 53 yards, you can't complain. Um, I mean, he, he was the leading receiver as far as receptions go. And the only reason that Adoni Mitchell and Jermaine Burton had more yards was because they had two massive catches. So, um, so, I mean, we had a good game plan, you know, it, it it worked obviously and it was well executed. It looked really good. Um, defense played pretty well overall. Um, now, I'll get more into the secondary a little bit later, but when I say overall, I mean, overall, the defense, like, I mean it, like the defense overall played well. There's someone, there's, there's, there's some, there's some holes. Um, JT Daniels is a starter going forward. He submitted that. Um, He played well. I mean, three to one ratio, 300 yards. Um, You can't get much better than that. So um, and then, of course, and Bennett, I mean, coming in, he throws three passes and one of them's a, a, an interception. So, and that, that's, that's just not, you can't, I mean, you can't expect to get a job doing that. So, um, let's see. Oh, um, this is a good thing. We've got Vandy next. Meaning it's a chance to tune up. Now, I'm not saying we can walk in and walk all over Vandy but you saw what we just did in South Carolina and you have to figure South Carolina is better than Vanderbilt. So, um, you know, it's, it's not a game. Again, you can look past, but it's a game. In fact, we shouldn't look past it. We should, well, we should never look past the game, but saying we should actually look forward to this game because this is a game that we can try some stuff. We can start doing some things. Um, we can, we can get some things corrected. We can get, um, this secondary figured out, um, which I'm about to go into, and then we can get we can get things fixed that we need to get fixed before we head into a much tougher matchup with Arkansas. The bad the QB switch cannot become a thing. We have to stick with JT. Um, now I'm pretty sure it won't because I think Stetson minute again cemented his place as second string, but just wanted to reiterate that. Um and then just get Kenny McIntosh going. Um would be my only other bad thing. Um he just he doesn't have a lot. He's got four he had four carries uh for nine yards and uh three receptions, excuse me, for thirty-five yards. So just, you know, yeah, not 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 bad, but not great. Um and then the ugly, the secondary man. Look, I've I've talked about I've talked about this to a couple people. Um, and and a couple of people agree with me. A couple people don't. They they don't seem to see it. But what I have noticed is that I am hearing a lot of people just say, "Oh yeah, it was a great wind, great wind. Yeah, it just dominated South Carolina." But oh, look, we did. You're not wrong. And I'm not trying to play the what if or oh well, if this would happen, we would. Love. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to say is the secondary blue coverages, multiple, multiple. Multiple times. I mean, there were, there was, I can remember at least five times that I was watching the game and I can vividly remember a receiver with three yards of separation uh, of, of a corner. And now Doty only hit like two of them if he would have hit even half of the deep balls that they threw, and this is not even including all the deep balls that they didn't throw, that, that, that who knows how, how many times a receiver was open deep, and they just didn't throw it because you know maybe the pass rush was too good, which, I mean, you can't factor that in. I get it. But what I'm saying is the secondary has an issue. Now, I know that we have a lot of injuries in the secondary, and I get that, and that's fine. I'm sure that when those guys come in we will, you know, clean up. And that's why I say Vandy, that's why I also said Vandy um being our next opponent was a good thing because um, cuz we got them next. Uh, um and, and we can we can we can um we can we can correct these things with the with the secondary like I said. So um you know, I we just I saw a lot a lot of deep balls that were almost given up. Um, and, and again, I'm not trying to play the what if game, you know, I, I, I know, I get it. It didn't happen. So it doesn't matter. Well, it does because if the secondary is getting burned like that, now they're going to get burned like that in two weeks. If you don't correct it is what I'm saying. Um, but we'll see what happens. We got Vanderbilt up next again. So hopefully we can correct some of these things. Vanderbilt, um, actually don't have Vanderbilt stuff pulled up. Let me, I don't know. Um, I don't know what their uh what their record is but um you know I, I know um you know I know that they aren't a team to just you know walk over or anything but again they lost to to, to East Tennessee State um they barely beat Colorado State they got mauled by Stanford so it, you got to you got to assume this is going to be a pretty good handling Um, and, and a good, good time to tune up. So I'm not mad about it. Well, um, it was a good win. Uh, you know, again, I I know I, I talked about the secondary and, you know, it was still a good win. Um, you know, it, it, maybe he didn't hit those deep balls because we had a good pass rush because we were blitzing. Um, you know, and if that's the case, then, you know, great, but it, if in man coverage, mere Speed can't cover somebody, that's not going to be good for us. But good win, good game. On to Vandy. Georgia Tech. Now, I'm not a Georgia Tech fan in the least. I'm a Georgia fan. But Georgia Tech is part of Atlanta. Georgia Tech is part of Georgia. I root for them throughout the year until – I mean, I don't root for them. But, you know, I always hope they win um, up until the last game of the year. And then um, they can lose by a lot. Um, but recap of the Georgia Tech game. Um, they had a really good game. They played really well. Now they didn't. It they started the whole team kind of started off a little shaky. Uh, I think they gave up an early touchdown. made seven to nothing. It looked like when I saw that touchdown, I thought, oh, like it's already beginning. Um, but that was it for a while. Um, and I mean that was it. I mean there was hardly anything scored after that. But Um, the team started shaky, but they showed up, um, you know, they, they, they didn't play well at first, but they came back and they really, they really played a great game against a tough number 16. Um, if it weren't for their multiple drive killing penalties, they might've even won it. Um, they had multiple drive killing penalties on third downs, uh, turned third and shorts into third and longs. Um it was just not, not a good game um, discipline wise. So, um, but on, on the flip side, Yates had a lot of time. He was reading defenses. He was making pre-play calls. Um, he was doing everything right. Um, you know, he, his throws were a little off here and there, but I mean, his receivers dropped a couple balls, um, but the O-line blocked well, which was good to see. Um, and again, like I said, he had a lot of time. He was he was reading the defenses really well, making calls, um, making audibles and stuff pre-play, making making. Well, it seemed like he's making adjustments kind of after the play. Like he was, he would notice that the defense moved a certain way, and and he would change what he was doing. Is is what it seemed like to me. Um, so a, a good game for Yates. Um, the running game was strong, um, and then. This this was the worst part. They had a nice drive before halftime. Um, they were driving down the field, had about thirty two seconds left, and then a weather delay happens. Now I don't remember how long it was. I think it was about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, maybe not even that long. But they come back. I actually miss when they come back. Um, but they kicked the a field goal instead. Go into halftime and. It they just weren't the same after that. They uh, they offensively just couldn't get things going, um, and it 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 just. I mean the defense was playing great, but the offense just could not get anything going. The running game was was pretty well stifled, um, and then again I go back to the multiple drive killing kill them. They they actually did have a couple drives that were building, but then it, it would give they would kill it with a penalty, a false start um or, or a um or i think there was a chop block one time that was called or something i can't remember what it was um but you know and then and then they had in the fourth quarter it was 14 to 6 i think was it or was it 14 to, i think yeah it was 14 to 6 and oh yeah yeah it was 14 to 6 with 19 seconds left i remember that so um uh, it's 14 to 6 dj uh, fumbled early in the fourth, and gave. Oh no no no! Sorry, this was a different. This was a different time. DJ fumbled early in the fourth and gave Georgia Tech a chance to tie it up. Or well, yeah, it gave them a chance to tie it up because they could score a touchdown and come two, tied it at fourteen. Um, but they couldn't capitalize. Um, and then later on in the game, they had a nice, really nice onside kick, a really good recovery. But they go down to all the way to the goal line get down to the 1 yard line and they hand they 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 go three plays no scoring fourth and goal on the one they run a what looked to be like a fake option where the quarterback runs out he was running out left and then he had the running back behind him to kind of pitch to and the tight end, instead of blocking from the other side, from the right side, he comes down the line and they, and they shovel past it, kind of like uh, the whole, the whole, that old Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey thing. And it got stifled quickly. Um, it's just not a good call to me. Now, you know, if it worked, obviously we're talking about this in a different light. We're talking about, oh, what a great call. But, I mean, that's that's the unfortunate, you know, that's the unfortunate uh, price you pay when you make a call like that. Um, because, you know, if you call a run and it doesn't work, well, I mean, what do you do? You know, you call a run, your line didn't, you, you know, you can only do so much. You call a run, it's always a safe bet. You can never go wrong. But then again, it's, it is the safe bet. So, you know, I, I get it. I'm not. I'm not trying to hound them too much, for that call. I understand, um, but the play call was a little, a little um, off to me. Um, I would have. I probably would have powered it in with. With. Um, I probably might have even tried to QB sneak it with Yates, honestly. Um, so moving on to our next segment, top five players. Um, the whole defense. Number one player held Clemson to 14 points, seven points through three quarters, 126 passing yards. they got beat up on the ground, but they held, they held Clemson. Now this game, I gave the defense credit because I, well, I'm still assuming that Clemson is a good team, but there is a chance that Clemson is not very good and that the ACC is terrible. Um, I mean, it just – Clemson did not look good against us, against Georgia. They didn't look good against Georgia Tech. Um, so you have to fig- – there's there's a part of me that says that Clemson is not that good. So – but it's still Davos Sweeney. It's still DJ. Um, it's still Clemson. Um, they held Clemson to 14, 126 yards. That's just an incredible feat. Um, Jordan Yates number 2 20 for 34 203 yards what had it 15 carries 21 yards now don't get me wrong not a not a stellar game not a you know not a not a uh, a jackpot game but um oh and I think I said 15 carries for 21 yards um you know not a crazy game but he was out there he was he was balling and he was trying to he was trying to win. I mean, he, you could see the effort he was putting in. So I gave him a top player for that. Now primarily there weren't really that many top players. I mean, he had two really good players on defense outside of that. There wasn't much. Um, so my, my last two players, top five players, Tariq Carpenter, 13 total tackles, nine solo, Charlie Thomas, 12 total tackles, four solo and a tackle loss. So, They were flying all over the field, um, making tackles, um, you know, forcing things to happen. Uh, cause there were a lot of plays that they didn't even tackle somebody. They were just blowing a play up or something. So very good game from them. And then, um, bringing up the bottom five, Kyrie McGowan four receptions, 82 yards, nothing, nothing spectacular, but a good game nonetheless. Um, bottom five players, Jordan Mason, nine carries, 20 yards. um, Probably gets a touchdown if they end up handing it. He's the biggest back. Probably ends up with a touchdown if they hand in the ball on the one-yard line. So, there is that option. I don't know why they didn't do that either, but, you know, it it is what it is. Um, nine carries, 20 yards. Number five. Um, number four, Dylan Leonard. Uh, tight end. Did nothing. Just did nothing. Um, didn't have anything. And maybe he was hurt. Um, again, I don't keep up with Georgia Tech's injury. I didn't check I didn't check their injury report um, and I, I didn't see I, – I saw one of their – I didn't see their um, – I didn't see it like right before the game. I saw it like a, a few days ago and he wasn't on there, so I don't know if maybe he was on there um, a couple of days before. Um, but he didn't do anything. Um, Jaquan Griffin, one total tackle, um, one solo not, not a great, not a great, um, not a great, uh, game for him, especially because he's their, their star defensive tackle. Um, Jeff Collins and Dave Patnod. Yeah. They're the, the coaches are not exempt from this list. Um, bad final play call on the goal line. And again, I, I I didn't want, I'm not trying to hound them by putting them in the bottom, but when you have Dave, Dave Patnod's the offensive coordinator, when you have the eight points okay and two of those points came from the defense i'm sorry you both are going on there because you both are not producing on offense i get it it's clemson defense but you you there were there was not some great play calling and there was um there was some hesitation to me um and and i mean i get it you know these guys are new coaches new new regime new team all that stuff so you know I get it. And Jeff Collins, honestly, he's building a program. They've got, they've got, they've got a good future. Um, So let's go to the good, the bad, the ugly, Uh, the good GT competed and almost beat Clemson in their house. I mean, it's just that simple. They went to Clemson and almost beat Clemson. Um, That's tough to do um, for any team, not just, uh, not just an unranked Georgia tech team. So good showing. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win. O line blocked well in the past. Not so bad. Not so great in the run, but they they did okay. But they did block well in the past. Yates had a lot of time. That was um that was really good. Really good to see. The bad, there is no vertical threat. There's no vertical threat on this offense. Now I get it. This was not, you know, this is a triple offense. This is this is a triple option offense. Um what like three years ago? So Um, you know, I get it, but the bottom line is you got to have one and they don't, um, the running backs not finding a lot of space. Now, this could be just due to the blocking. Um, but you know, running backs got to make some plays sometimes, and we're just not seeing that. So just, you know, something to fix. Um, and then the ugly, I mean, it's simple. It's just, it's a rebuild and the lack of depth shows. So I mean, you're just seeing, you know, this team not succeed because they're just not a, they're not talented. They don't have a lot of players. So I mean, it is what it is. Just gonna have to deal with it for a little while. But again, they did compete with Clemson. So so better days are ahead. All right, moving on to our last team. Last thing to talk about: the Braves. They had the Giants series over the weekend. Um, now they benefited when the rock when they played the rockies at home because the last rockies game was actually postponed now they're going to have to play that game later um probably actually right at the end of the season they'll play so they'll play um they'll play 161 games and then if that rockies game ends up determining whether we go you know whether we win the division or not then we'll play that game as the 162nd game but it will be after everybody else has already played their last game so that's how it'll work um the benefit of that was that it set up a really good pitching rotation for our big series with the Giants did not pan out well um we lost the series two to one and two to one so we did manage to salvage the series but um it set up a really good pitching rotation with Ian Anderson on game one Charlie Morton on game two and Max Fried on game three so it looked really set up to to take at least two out of the three now, I get it. We went to San Francisco. We're happy with getting one for sure. But it would have been nice to get two. I, I, I know everybody knows that. But either way, we came out with one. Let's start at game one. We did lose this six to five in 11 innings. And this is what really makes it the worst is because we really, really should have won game one and then won game three, two. So we actually really should have won the series. But unfortunately, we didn't. Um, starting off, Ian Anderson, five and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, four in runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, and gave up three home runs, which, I mean, it is the Giants, um, but nevertheless, um, not, not bad. Um, you know, the four and runs, obviously, you want to bring it down to about three or two, but, you know, it's going to happen, especially with better teams like the Giants. So just have to bear with him when he does when when things like that happen. What I like to see is the two walks, seven strikeouts. That's a good ratio, um, and you're not not giving up a lot of walks, which is obviously key. Um, but um, not terrible for Ian Anderson. So Lair unfortunately ended his 12 game hitting streak that he had going. Um, however, Freeman, Riley, and Duvall, and Rosario. Started hitting really well. Um, they really started hitting last week, but in this game, in this series, and and actually now going into the Diamondback series, we're really, really starting to see them hit well. Um, so Freeman, Riley, and Duvall combined. Excuse me, six for fifteen. This is game one. Six for fifteen. Four, four runs, two RBIs, um, both to Duvall and one strikeout also to Duvall. Um, Now that, oh, so that was not including Rosario though. Freeman, Riley, and Duvall. um, That was only including Freeman, Riley, and Duvall. Rosario only had one hit. He really didn't start coming on. um, Well, I mean, I just didn't include his because again, he went one for four. It would have, it would have skewed it a little bit. um, But he has been hitting well. And I just wanted to mention him for game one, that, that he was, he was hitting well with them because he actually does come in in game two and hits and hits well. And then in game three, he hits really, really well. So um, anyways, continuing on. um, So like I said, Freeman Riley Duvall really good combined uh, game for them. Will Smith, unfortunately blows the save and we lose in 11 innings, six to five. So, I mean, Tough loss, obviously, but got game two and three. So uh game two, Charlie Morton, five innings pitched, four hits, two earned run, three walks, three strikeouts. Uh the three walks, a little high, I guess you could say, especially in five innings. Um, and then only three strikeouts, but two earned runs, that's really good. You do want to you do want to keep it low like that. And as long as the walks don't turn into runs, I mean you're winning. So you know not a bad day for Charlie Morton. Um the offense just didn't help him out. Freeman, Riley and Duvall were continuing to crush it, uh but they just they didn't have any help outside of that. Um you know they they again um I'm actually pulling the game up now. Um they again were hitting well. Uh they uh they had they had another they had another day, of of home runs and hits and then uh, Rosario, like I said, he came in and pinched it and he pinched hit. He actually pinched it, I believe. It was um, it was uh, what sort of I'm looking for. It was two spots down from uh, Duvall. He pinched hit then, but when he was hitting in game one, he was hitting right below Duvall. And as well as Game Three, he was also hitting uh, right below Deval, um, so you know Rosario is now starting to follow up and kind of catch on to to the um, to to Freeman Riley and Duvall. So you know you, you love to see that, um, and I mean then going into Game Three. Now, this one we did uh, – we we lose game two, two to nothing. Unfortunately, the offense, again, like I said, Freeman Riley involved didn't have any help that game, so we lose two nothing. But then Rosario, like, like I was saying, goes from – he pinched hit. So, he gets the day off, pinch hits, one for two. Comes back in game three. Braves win game three, three to nothing. Max Fried, 7 innings pitch, three hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Rosario hits for the cycle, okay? So, Rosario – is now following Freeman Riley and Duvall up and 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 hitting well. So now you've got the entirety of our middle lineup is crushing it. Um they uh they cannot be stopped. They're um they're they're easily the four best hitters right now. Now I know Soler was hitting really well coming into, um, the giant series, but I mean, there are three best hitters. There are four best hitters right now. Um, and again, that's Rosario's first cycle. Um, obviously he's very young. So, um, a great game for Rosario great game for the Braves because that catapulted us into the diamondbacks game, uh, or the diamondback series four game series uh, started yesterday um and then we've got them tonight at 9:40 tomorrow at 9:40 and then Thursday at 3:40 so yesterday um and, well before I touch on yesterday uh Arizona's 48 and 101 okay so this was a team that we needed to come in and handle and really um really really beat up and um, make sure that we we handle. Uh, and then we did a good job. Oscar and Noah, four innings pitched, five hits, three earned run, two walks, two strikeouts. Um, we had to have a combo of Webb, Newcomb, and Rodriguez, um, and Martin to keep them at bay, which they did a good job of. Um, uh, like I said, he gave up the three and runs. They only gave up a run uh, between the four of them. So, again, going back to Freeman, Riley, Duvall, and Rosario—the middle of this lineup—they're um, crushing it. Um, Albie's was also featured in the middle of this lineup for um, for this um, game, but nevertheless, um, and Albies, Albie's crushed it too. So um, you had you had Freeman, Riley, Duvall, and Rosario combined. Nine for 19, six runs, eight RBIs. Um, and, and Rosario actually had a walk. So, I mean, they're just – they are they are hitting really, really well. Um, and that's the middle of our lineup. So, I mean, it's, the mo- it's probably the most important part of our lineup, and it's hitting really, really well. Um, so, after that win last night, though, that gives us a three-game lead in the East – Uh, The Phillies lost game one of a three-game set with the Orioles. We have a four-game series with the Pirates next. And the Mets, who are six games behind, behind, have a two-game series at the Red Sox and a three-game series coming up at the Brewers. So um, some tough matchups for the Mets. Highly doubtful we're going to see them be competing for the NL East. Seems like it's going to be a race between us and the Phillies but let's turn it on and win those games, those five, four, of the three or four of those games, they'll be in the running, especially against those teams. Um, that'll, that'll certainly bring them back up, but um, just got to hold this lead. Uh, I believe 13 or 12 is the number. Now, I believe 12 more games that we have to win. So, um, so let I, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm interested to see what this team does and see what they do in the playoffs. We're 78 and 70, uh, leading leading by three three games. So we'll we'll see what happens. But that's all we've got for today. Um, again, you know we didn't. T- I know we didn't touch on Atlanta United, on um, the Hawks or anything. Um, I think I said something at the last podcast, but just in case you guys don't don't get it, I know like this is a brand new podcast. So we have brand new listeners um, every day, hopefully. But um we we will be talking about Atlanta United and the Hawks, but we talk about them um during the seasons. So during during well, when we get closer to their season. So as we get closer to basketball season, we'll start talking about the Hawks. Um and and I know Atlanta United actually is in season right now, but their next game, I believe, is not until like Thursday. And that's when we um will be starting our um our preview podcast where we start to preview next weekend and that's where we'll be previewing speaking of uh we'll be previewing the Falcons um playing the Giants um they've got in week 3 i believe that is for yeah week 3 for the NFL we've got the Giants um and we'll be previewing that game uh and then in week 4 for the Bulldogs we'll be previewing um Vanderbilt who uh little tune-up game for us um, and then we will also be previewing Georgia Tech, who they will be playing. Um, I'm about to find out. Uh, we'll be previewing Georgia Tech at UNC, uh, or I'm sorry, UNC um, at Georgia Tech. Um, and then we'll also be previewing, uh, well, we won't be previewing the Braves and the um diamondbacks because they're playing now and i don't think that they play through the weekend um yeah we'll be previewing oh yeah we'll be previewing the padres that's right so yeah tough series coming up after these diamonds, which again that's why i go back to why the diamondbacks are a good series to have right now because you know with the padres coming up i mean the padres are, are a tough team what i do love though is if you didn't see the padres do have a video out now um Machado, and uh, and Tatis arguing in the dugout. So there's some uh, animosity in the teams. So maybe we can take advantage of that and sweep them. But um, tonight, 9.40 p.m. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being Wednesday, 9.40 p.m., Braves playing. Um, Sunday, of course, you got the Falcons. And Saturday, you got the Bulldogs. So y'all, uh, y'all stay tuned and tune in Thursday for the preview of all these upcoming games.